I'm excited. Are you excited? As we heard from Lily, the word of the Lord was that things are going to change in our life. We're going to break through. And I have a message that actually addresses that. So maybe the Lord had it for this, this time, this week. So let's uh, bow our heads and pray. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the time that we're going to spend together with you, studying your word, hearing great truths that you have for your people. So for this, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. And all agree with that said? Amen. Amen. So we're talking about what are you thinking anyway? Right? We're all thinking something, aren't we? We've got a lot of thoughts that roll around in our heads. Some people can't sleep because they're thinking so much. Have you ever been, that, been in that situation? It's like, especially if you're working late at night and then you try to go to bed and your mind is racing and doing all kinds of things. So we have a lot of things that are, concern us. But our thinking can either lift us up or it can drag us down. Did you know that? It can bring you to a place where God wants you or it can keep you stuck in where you are. So it can cause us to rise up or it can cause us to sink. And the scripture says, as a man thinketh, and a woman thinketh in their heart, so are they. So if you're thinking you're not good enough, you're not worthy enough, you're not talented enough, you don't have enough gifts, then that will lock you into a place where you just can't go to the next step, can't go to the place God has called for for you to be. The Bible says, to guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. Did you know that? Everything that you do flows from what you've been thinking about in your heart. What you want to do in your life, you start moving towards in that direction. You know, God puts it in your heart about doing things. So you are actually a byproduct of what you've been thinking about for the last, whatever, five, ten years, where you are right now. You say you wanted to be a nurse, well, what do you have to do? You have to go to school, you have to uh, get uh, education about that, you have to uh, apply, do all the things that you need to do so that you can be a nurse. But it first starts in your heart. So how many of you know that uh, some of us have stinking thinking? Did you know that? Just just think thoughts that you wish you didn't have, you wonder where they came from, you wish you could get rid of them. Can I get an amen? Or are we all... We're all, all perfect out here yet? No. You ever ask yourself, why am I thinking that way? So uh, the, some thoughts are not of God. And Second uh, Peter, is that? No, it's not there yet. Uh, how, the Bible says, no, I guess it is, Second Peter. Check this scripture out. He who would love life and see good days, do what? Let him refrain his tongue from evil. Because, see, what you think about... It'll come out in your words. Did you know that? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Have you ever done this? You had a thought, and you want to say it. You say, ah, no, I won't say it. And all of a sudden, it just flips out. You ever ever done that? I mean, there'll be times when I'm at the house, and I'll think about it. I want to say something to Marianne. I'll just think about it. And I'll say, I'm not going to say anything. And then I go, oh, did you know what? So-and-so, so-and-so. I mean, it wasn't bad. It's just like it's in there. It just comes out. So out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, he who will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking guile. So, you know, we have this expression, have a good day. Have a good day. You ever say that to people in the elevator? Hey, have a good day. Now, do we think that all of a sudden, because we said have a good day, that somehow the stars are going to be aligned in your, uh, beha- uh, on your behalf and, and things are just going to go your way because you said have a good day? Do you think that really is true? 
No. The Bible says, right, if you want to have a good day, refrain your tongue from evil. Stop talking about things that you're not supposed to be talking about. Stop thinking the things that you're thinking. Is that right? So instead of saying, have a good day, say, watch your mouth. <laughs> you want to have a good day? Stop talking and thinking the way you're thinking. <laughs> Boy, you'd be really popular, huh? <laughs> Did you see that guy in the elevator? He's a nut. <laughs> Let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking guile. Let him turn away from evil and what? Do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. Let's see another uh, second part of this scripture on the next slide. Why do we do that? Because the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. You want God to hear you? Speak good things and God will hear you. If you're just being mean and cranky and complaining, is God going to come in and say, oh, well, let me help you, let me bless you? No, he's going to say, like, yeah, let me straighten you out. <laughs> but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. What evil are we talking about? The way you're talking, the way we're thinking. God wants us to clean up our minds. Can I get an amen? amen. Wow. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's amazing that we have these funny uh, uh, words that come out of our mouth. And see, in, in today's world, it's kind of acceptable to talk bad. Did you know that? Yeah. You can speak your mind. You can be honorary. You can even cuss. And it's acceptable today. How many of you, you guys, any of you in the workforce where people cuss around you? Yeah. All the time, right? Even when we play basketball, the guys are trying to cuss. They go, oh, no. Please, this is holy ground right here. I'm here, let's not be cussing. I remember a minister one time, he, he said he got in the elevator and guys were, were, were carrying on and saying bad things and everything and cussing. And, and he just said, you know what? They're occupying my space. I'm going to occupy their space. So he started saying, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Isn't he good? <laughs> well, if they can say what they want to say, we can say what we want to say, right? We can reverse the trend. And so I've done that a couple times and it works. The Spirit of the Lord is stronger than what the devil has. Praise the Lord. So we, if they want to glorify the devil, we can glorify God. I've never forgot that. But, you know, our thoughts can betray us. We may say one thing and think another. The Lord says in Proverbs, their, their lips are near me, but their heart is far from me. For example, we used Pastor Charlie last week about how I was complimenting him and he was saying words, but it really wasn't the words that, that uh, he was thinking. Well, I think Patricia is going to help us with this one right here because I want to do a female version <laughs> of what we're talking about. Come on up here so they can see you. Praise the Lord. All right. Patricia. We just love you. Thank you for being so helpful and wonderful in all the events that we have, the special events, how you help us with the outreaches, and you buy the food for us, you help with the hospitality. I'm just so thankful for all that you do. And what I wanted to do, Patricia, is I wanted to have you take someone under your wing so that you can kind of teach them the things that you know, and that way you can, you know, duplicate yourself. So I want to you know, have a Sister Bucketmouth uh, come and work with you. Is that all right? Sure, Pastor. Whatever you say, I'll do. 
there's no way I can work with this Susie girl. She is a real pain. She is the biggest gossip in town, and if I have to work close with her, I will probably pull all my hair out. Hmm. I, I heard something. I don't know if it was... Did you hear anything? No, not a, nothing at all. Nothing at all? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I know you're believing God for your healing. How is everything going with you? Oh, Pastor, by his stripes, I am healed. He's a good healer. I love my father. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Yes. I don't know what the delay is. God knows I'm believing him, and it doesn't feel like I'm ever going to get healed. This faith stuff doesn't seem to be working. Well, I don't know. I just seems like you're saying something, but you're thinking something else. No. No? Not at all. Okay. How many of you can relate to this? I'd say, Patricia, it's good to see you today. It's always good that you, uh, when you come to church, I'm always glad that you're able to make it. It's a joy for you to be here. Oh, thank you, Pastor. I love being at our church. It's so wonderful. It brings me such a joy to see all the people here every time I come. Thank you. Actually, sometimes I'm not together on any given Sunday, but I just like to take it off. I don't want to let the pastor know because he might think less of me. What are you laughing about? <laughs> this is just hypothetical. This is not really the real thing. <laughs> are you glad to be here or not? <laughs> are you always glad to be here or what's the I problem? Really, I really am. <laughs> But he caught me that one. <laughs> okay, well, let's let our hearts and our mouths believe the same thing. All right, Patricia? All right, God bless you. <laughs> Amen. All right, well, we figured her out. <laughs> Can you guys relate to that? Yeah, that's, that's the way it is. So our minds say one thing. But sometimes our heart say another thing. So the premise <laughs> that I want to put forth to you today is that we have to make up our minds and settle things in our heart before we start on an adventure. You understand what I'm saying? In other words, if you are dedicated to a certain thing, if you're dedicated to church, if you're dedicated to uh, your job, if you're dedicated to your, your family, you don't have to think about, do I want to go to church? Do I want to take care of my family? Do I want to go to my job? You have committed that already in your heart. And so when your mind tries to play tricks on you, you say, oh, no, 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 we, we're not playing that game. We're going to work. We're going to church. We're going to take care of our family. We're going to do those things that we're supposed to do. Can I get an amen? You know, like when, like when you want to uh, go on a diet. I don't know if anybody here ever wants to go on a diet. But uh, <laughs> if you are not made up in your heart and in your mind, that banana split, that hot fudge sundae is going to wear you out. It's going to talk to you so much that you cannot refuse it. And I have a habit of just when I see things around, I just put them in my mouth. I don't know if you guys are anything like that. Like there might be a donut laying around. You want a donut? Yeah, thank you very much. And, but see, you, you have to make a determination in your heart. 
I am not eating that because I want to be thinner. I want to have my blood levels at a certain point. And so I make up my decision before the temptation comes. I purpose it in my heart. Now, I want to give you a, a story of a very recognizable person named Eusene Bolt. Bolt. He had something in his heart. He wanted to be the greatest Olympic runner ever. He wanted to be a sprinter. And if you know, in the last three Olympics, he broke all the records in the 100 and the 200 meters, outdistancing the, the other runners, made them look like grade schoolers. But it all started in his heart. He was bound and determined, I am going to put myself uh, to a point where I am going to be prepared to be able to run. And so at the age of 19, he made that decision in his heart, and he took on a new coach, and the new coach gave him a new attitude towards athletics. His new coach recognized Bolt's potential and aimed to ease or cease what he considered an unprofessional approach to the sport. Do you have an unprofessional uh, approach to the things of God? Do you just lazy, fair, whatever? Maybe I'll pray, maybe I'll read the Bible, I don't know. Just depends on how I feel. Do you think an Olympic athlete goes by his emotions and how he feels when he wakes up? Uh, I don't know if I feel like working out today. Don't think I really do, so I don't know if I really want to. No. So he had to determine to work out, to exercise his body in a way that he wouldn't be, uh, that he would be able to put up with the strain that's going. So he determined in his might, he prepared in his heart to be the best runner he could be. Here's another. So you have to practice. Amen? When people aren't looking, when people aren't looking, you got to read your Bible. You got to pray when God's not, when, when no one else is around. And so here's another. So, I mean, all kinds of exercises. Do you do all kinds of exercises with the Bible? Do you meditate on it? Do you talk to your friends about it? Do you study it? Do you research it? You know, people ask me, what does this mean? You can look it up. I mean, come on, there's so many things on the internet where you can look up and find out uh, ways of doing things. And so, let's see this next slide. You got to eat right. Oh, come on, talk to me. <laughs> you can't eat Twinkies and be an Olympic athlete. He said, I was reading his story, he says, I eat vegetables, I don't like them, but I got to eat them. That's the way I feel. Like it's, I eat not for fun anymore. <laughs> I eat what I have to eat so that I can be strong. We have to eat the Word of God so that we can be strong in the Lord and the power of His might, right? If you have nothing on the inside of you, when you go to exercise your faith, there's nothing there. You go like, ah, ah, ah. Okay? Let's see this. So what's the re end result? You're victorious, right? Okay, he's happy there. He wasn't happy when I saw him with the ball and with the practice. He was sweating to get to the glory. Praise the Lord. The Bible says to what? Uh, discipline yourself. Uh, labor to enter into his rest. Glory to God. So we see the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Do you think there's some times when you fall down and you don't do the right thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You believe God and it doesn't work out, and what do you do? <sighs> Messed up. But you just keep on going. And then the end result is that you're going to be, look at this guy. Hey, 
This is the Olympics. This is not just like running high school. This is, he, look how far ahead he is of all these guys. And they have to tell him, don't look back and look at the guys that you're beating. <laughs> look straight ahead. <laughs> Amen. But when you're doing good, you can, just, you can just see that happen in your life. Amen. You have to be determined in your heart. What do you want to have happen in your life? Do you just want to be a casual Christian? Do you want to be just a carnal Christian? Or do you want to be spiritually minded and have, do the great exploits? The Bible says what? They that know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. You want to be able to pray for people and see them get healed? You want to speak life into somebody and have them change their heart and their life? Get into God and let God work through you. Praise God. We have a real life testimony here of Misty who uh, made up her heart and her mind about something. And uh, so she took action. Come on up, Christy. Uh, Misty. And tell us what happened in your experience. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Good morning. Um, so, um, Pastor had me um, or asked me to come up and speak about an experience I just went through. Um, so, I joined a six week challenge to lose 20 pounds. And so, a lot of that was it was a mindset. So, or it was all mental. Um, I had to commit myself to eating right, eating healthy, eating clean, and then to working out five times um, a week. So I had to check in five times. I had to make sure I was doing 45 minutes of working out, along with going to my two jobs and you know fitting in that schedule. So, long story short, um, after six long weeks of you know, pushing myself and staying committed and convincing myself that it was going to pay off the hard work, the pain, the soreness, coming home beat up. My mom saw me all the time. I was beat up, dragging my feet <laughs> through the door, but I went, I did it. And like I said, my goal was to lose 20 pounds. And at the end of the challenge, I lost 22 pounds. <laughs> Praise God. So is there ever a time that you thought like, I don't even want to do this anymore? Absolutely. I even had people that doubted me, that thought that, oh, this is just you, another phase, another diet. I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe, I don't know, we'll see. And I did, there was ch challenges, obstacles, you know, and they seemed hard. They seemed impossible at some times. And I just, like I said, it was keeping my mind strong and pushing myself and motivating myself because at the end of the day, I wasn't doing it for anybody else. I was going to do it for myself. And that was all like inner strength that, you know, every time before a, a workout too, I was like, okay, I'm probably not going to like this, but I always prayed every workout. Like I'm, I asked for strength for, you know, any functioning part of, of my body that was going to be part of that workout, like that it would be covered by the blood of Jesus every single time. Amen. So you mentioned that you had to make your mind up, but didn't really start in your heart. You said, I'm going to do this. Yes, it all started in my heart. And, um, it's something that you create inside of yourself that eventually becomes mental. And I've always told my mom this also. Um, I think we speak a lot of situations and um, circumstances into existence. We speak them, they come from mm -hmm. the heart, mm -hmm. they come out through the mouth, they're created in your mind and your motivation, and it definitely starts in your heart. Praise God. Good job. You got it? It starts where? In your heart. You make up your mind. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to be his servant. I'm going to do those things that are pleasing him. 
Let's look at some um, scriptures. A good man out of, the, out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. So if you have a good thought in your heart of what, what you want to do, God wants to make it come to pass. Now, I'm going to show you some, some uh, slides here. We all know... Oh, did we miss... Oh, okay. Uh, I'll backtrack. So in the spiritual realm, here's a woman that's saying to herself, I need more of God. I need to see his power. I need to see his presence in my life. It just seems like I'm not getting all that I'm supposed to get in the Lord. Has anybody ever said that? So what do you do? The Bible says, what, draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. So it's not God. You just keep saying, God, where are you? God, where are you? And God said, come on, I'm here. So what does she have to do? Study to show yourself approved unto God. Know what the Bible says because God's thoughts are in the Bible, the thoughts that he has, has towards you. So when you study, you find out, oh, I see what you're trying to com uh, communicate to me. And then you have to develop a, a prayer life, a fellowship with the Lord. This is not rocket science. <laughs> this is not hard to do. I had a guy who used to come into my office all the time, and he used to say, I just need more of God. I just, just want to get more of God. I mean, he would do this week after week. I finally just said, well, why don't you just go? go? What, I'm not holding you back. What, what do you want me to do? I can't hold your hand and go into the throne room. Just go yourself. Amen? Amen. All right. So don't ever, ever come to me and ask me that. <laughs> and so when that happens, guess what, ha guess what happens? Oh, so, how do you, so you, get a, you get the joy, right? You get the joy of the Lord. Just like Usain Bolt going across the finish line, you have the joy of the Lord, who is your strength. And so how do you do this? It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be what? Conformed to this world, but be transformed. Do you like to be transformed? You ever watch the Transformers? Looks like one thing, then all of a sudden, it's something else. You're one way, but God wants to transform you into a new person, a new creation in Christ. And people will say, man, you've changed. Boy, you're not the same way you used to be, right? That's what they should be saying. Say, man, you've grown. Where do you go to church? I want to go there too. Praise God. He says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By praying no, by having the pastor lay hands on you, no, by renewing your mind. What's the problem? It's your mind. <laughs> Can you put your mind on the shelf and just say, okay, I need an overhaul. I need somebody to work on this thing. Doctor, can you operate on me? You know, it says you, you renew your mind, right? That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. All right, I'm hope, hopefully I'm getting through to you. Okay, I want to make this one point for you. Let's see. This, isn't this a beautiful statue when you think about it? The Statue of Liberty. It used to be the tallest building in the whole world, and uh, it was uh, created by a French architect. Pardon me? Yes. Do you know his name? No. Anybody speak French here? Nobody? Oh my gosh. Anybody want to go to France? No. Because <laughs> I was going to say his name, but I can't really say it. It's uh, Frederic Auguste Bartholdi. Uh -huh. <laughs> Speak of the French. <laughs> and it was actually built by Gustave Eiffel. You ever heard that name before? 
Eiffel? Eiffel Tower, yeah. They got together and they built it. Now, here's the key part. Do you think they just started building and all of a sudden something happened? Or did they make plans out? They had to make plans. They had to think about what they wanted to do from their heart. They had in their heart, I want to, I want to build the biggest statue, the Statue of Liberty. So they started thinking in their mind, how am I going to have that happen? You have to think that in yourself. I want to get healed. I want to you know, be closer to God. I want to be a good Christian. How am I going to do it? Your mind has to start thinking, okay, what is pastor teaching? Maybe I need to get more into the Word of God and let his thoughts be my thoughts. Praise God. So a lot of people say, and actually it's been reported, where do they get the... the uh, the model for the Statue of Liberty, they say it was his, next slide, mother. Does that look like a mom? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> his mom was in his thoughts and he, he put her on the Statue of Liberty. Let's, you be the judge. Let, go back and forth. Let's see. Is that his mom? Go back to the first one. The nose is his, is, is the Statue of Liberty, right? He put his mom in there. Yeah, mom, go, mom. The Statue of Liberty. And you know, a funny story is, his mom, I think, got tired and she couldn't pose anymore, so he got another one to pose who looked like his mom, and guess what he did after he finished the statue? Married her, of course. Kind of like a Hallmark movie, right? <laughs> so, God uh, is telling us, next slide, here we go, you ready, you ready, you got to catch it, you got to catch this, this is good, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways, are your ways my ways, saith the Lord, did you know that, a lot of things that you're thinking is not the way God's thinking, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts, now what kind of thoughts is he having towards us? He's building us. He wants to build in us Christ. Can I get an amen? So we have to start thinking what he thought about, what he thinks about us from the Bible. That's the blueprint. Whatever you read in the Bible, that's what he wants to be, have in your life so that you can be his workmanship, his statue of liberty, his creation. His, look what I made. How beautiful it is. Amen. Let's look at the next thought, next scripture. So he says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and give you a hope. God's thinking good thoughts. So when we can put his thoughts in our lives, we become what he has promised and preordained that we should be. Thoughts have power. And God's thoughts in you will create in you a desire to want to be like him and actually do the things that he's called us to do, just like Misty was saying. She got it in her heart. She changed her mind. She started thinking, how does a disciplined person work? And I'm going to do that, and I'll see the results of it 22 pounds later. Amen? You getting this? Okay, let's see the next slide. So how many thoughts are God, is God thinking about us? A lot. How many? Tony, how many? Many. Many. Well, how about this? 
How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should try to count them, Tony, they are more in number than the sand. God is every thinking of you. He's ever mindful of his covenant towards you. When you go to him and say, God, I need some more money, he says, you know, I was just thinking about that. You know, I'm believing God for healing. And I said, Lord, I know you'll not let me be ashamed. I know that your word and your promise towards me that I'll have a long life and that I'll be satisfied with my life, that you'll not cut it off short. You have to start thinking what God thinks. Praise the Lord. You have to think I'm healed, I'm prosperous. God is working everything out for my good. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed coming out. You're a blessing going somewhere to happen. Praise the Lord. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the day. I, you're, just walk, you're a walking blessing. You're a walking uh, favor of God. Praise God. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you have his favor. And you overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. When things aren't going right, you say, Lord, this ain't right. This ought not how it should be. We have to believe that things will change around for our good. So what are you thinking? Are you thinking God's thoughts? The Bible says, uh, God warned people, says, God is not in your thoughts. You're not thinking about what God's thinking about you. And when you do that, there's power. There's a connection. All of a sudden, you're walking with a stream of his anointing in your life. Isn't that good news? You know, I, I keep telling the story about how I was the number one son, the only son in my Italian household. But they, they give preference to the number one son. He gets to eat first. He gets to go into the kitchen when others have to be outside. And, and so it's kind of like part of me. I, I feel like I should have favor, you know, wherever I go. And so we were with uh, the kids in camp and... Norma was saying, yeah, your son, he just walked into the kitchen and he got what he wanted to eat. <laughs> There's 500 people out there. And he said, I, I just deserve it. I just, I just feel like, you know, I've done a lot of work and I'm hungry. <laughs> I said, that's the way I taught him. <laughs> you work hard, you get the favor, and you can enjoy the blessing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we have to believe that. Do we have another scripture? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. You love the Lord? But God has revealed them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. The last scripture, for these things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. The Holy Spirit's going to talk to you. When you think things aren't going right, the Holy Spirit, talk to me. What's God thinking? What's God wanting to do in my life? How am I going to get through this? Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. For who has known the mind of the Lord? And some people just stop there. Well, you know, who knows what the Lord's thinking? What's that little saying that they always say? You never know what the Lord's going to do. That's not true. Because the next scripture says, no, go down. The last part of that last scripture. Go back to the... Uh, the first, go back to the last verse. Yeah. No, one more. The underlying part. But, say it. But we have the mind of Christ. Really? Let me look in here and see. 
I don't know. <laughs> but that's what God said. That's what he's saying. You have the mind of Christ. Why? Because you have spiritual things being spoken to you. Changes your inside. Changes everything that you're going to be doing in life. You're not just waking up saying, well, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. No, God already has the plan. He has the Statue of Liberty that he wants to build on the inside of you. That statue is Jesus being conformed into his image. Amen? Are, are you getting excited on the inside? Did you see a change happening on the inside of you? All you got to do is what? Study to show yourself approved unto God. Find out what he has spoken over, over you. Let him speak it to you daily and watch your life change. To the glory of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. I imparted some real spiritual truth to you. I hope you receive it. If you didn't catch it the first time around, you can listen to it on the website. Just click on media and you can hear the same message that we just preached. And you can listen to it over and over and over again until you get it. And then you do it. And then you'll see, wow, it really works. I get excited when I find the Bible and... and uh, um, find a scripture, and then I do it, and it comes to pass. It, it's amazing. It's going like, you mean I can love somebody that doesn't love me, and I can change their heart, and they can now all of a sudden fall in love with me? It's amazing. It's wonderful. It's great. Grace is going to play one more song for us. Amen. Let me pray over you as, as she gets ready. Father, I just thank you for your truths that you speak over our lives with the things that you want to create on the inside of us. And that's going to come out and be a blessing to those that are around us because you've built on the inside of us a new creation empowered by the grace of God. And we thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in our hearts and in our lives. We thank you for the change that's going to come over us. And we give you the praise and the glory and the honor. And all agreed said, Amen. Amen. The Lord came in on afterwards on it. You didn't take authority over I don't want to, it's kind of hard to go all the way back to that. We can pray afterwards. Okay? Maybe I can pray without mentioning her specifically, okay? How's that sound?
Hallelujah. Well, I just want to uh, send us off with a prayer that, uh, well, let's just pray. Father, we just thank you that as we go forth from here, Lord, we ask for any thoughts or any spirits that would try to invade our thoughts or invade our houses or invade our church. We come against that spirit right now. We say you are off limits and you have no place in this facility or any of our homes. No evil shall come nigh our dwelling. So, Father, we just thank you that we have the freedom of the Lord and that the Holy Spirit is protecting and watching over us. And we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. I thank you, Lord, as these people go forth, that your face is, is shining down on them, your countenance is looking towards them, that they may have peace and rest in all that they do. And so for this, we give you the glory and the praise and the honor. And all agreed said, amen. God bless you.